Thank you. <clears throat> hey, hey, sweet bits. You're back to soap bitch <laughs> Salem style. I am Michael the Maverick. And we have the full cast with us today, guys. I know it's been a while. Tony, Nick, Dylan, and Ariette, say hello. Hi. Hello. Hey, yo. What's up? I, I feel like somebody needs to play Reunited because it's been a minute since we've all been together. I know, right? <laughs> you shy, man. Keep trying. No, you can always count me. That's, that's okay. not, it's not Reunited. <laughs> okay, everyone together. One, two, three. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait, wait. No, no. I ain't trying to pay no copyright fees. Hold on. <laughs> Dion Warwick might be on the line for my ass now. <laughs> Let's get to this damn show. Okay. So there's going to no, be a mess uh, this week. It's going to be a short week, probably. Aren't we it's all, all been four all days. Time? But there's no news this week. So let's just jump into the weekly recap. How did y'all feel about this week, you guys? I it was a solid it. week. I it was a really solid week and it flowed really it flowed well. Really well. Because I, I was writing our breakdown for the week and everything kind of was able to flow seamlessly from one into the other. I love when stories are like interwoven into the other. Like it makes sense. Yeah. Like it's more enjoyable and it's the- easier for stories. Like, other stories to be born of it like out of it i don't know it's just more more enjoyable when they're they are connected it, everything felt cohesive it did not feel islanded at all i agree yeah well the first story of the week ben goes to see clyde to get some advice and clyde tells him to fight for his marriage and go to get some clarity so he heads to the cabins Okay, I'm going to be candid, you guys. I hate to be the one to speak first, but I just want to put this out there. I am not Ben Weston's biggest fan, and I never claim to be. But if we're going to be stuck with him for a minute, I feel like this should be a time to incorporate him more in the canvas with other people. Because him going to his father for marriage advice just didn't sit well for me. It was a weird choice for me, too. But I did like the fact that he said normally I would go to Marlena, but her granddaughter's missing. So I don't really want to bother her with this right now. Yes, I'm glad they mentioned it because I was like, why didn't he go to Marlena? Then he said that. I was like, okay, that's good. But it also makes it glaring that he's not been incorporated into the canvas much. He doesn't have any genuine friendships where he gets good advice and the, even even the people advice. that he even the people that he would go to be it sean or even jake were tied up in other stuff right now so he did it's not so much i mean yeah he does need to be connected more to the canvas definitely but the people he would go to were a little bit busy i mean jake is caught up in kate hell and but, sean but, is also looking for claire but it's but, also but kind see, of with other characters there's multiple characters they can go to to actually talk right. to. And but, I'd like to point out that I've been all. saying this from the beginning. Friendship I have is been ch- saying from the beginning all he has is his ship. And they need to they they need to expand him. But now, the problem is that there's 
they can't do it in a way that makes it make sense because of what he's done and who he's done it to. Exactly. Because if, if he were to be friends with anybody connected to Will or any of his other victims, people are going to bitch. And rightfully so. I, and yeah, but so I like it's, I mean, it's kind of like, would you rather him be islanded to where he is? Or do you like, you You know what I'm saying? You kind of can't have it both ways. Because like, unfortunately, what he did, he did to a person who's connected to half the town. Yeah, so but I feel like, like it, it should be even out. You should have some characters who will always have smoke for him. To me, it should be. And that's the thing. Like, it wouldn't be so bad. It wouldn't be so bad and so glaring if anyone were allowed to treat him the way he should be treated, but no one is. So he can't have interactions with anybody. I know he's going to be like. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know he's done some terrible shit to some some of these people, but it would be good to see him with Trip. I mean, I did like I did like that friendship. And you know what? It would actually work because Trip has also done terrible shit to him. So they're kind of well, he's Ben's never really done anything to Trip. Trip has done more bad shit to him. So like and the scenes they had a couple weeks ago, like after Sierra left, I really enjoyed those a lot more than I thought I was going to when I realized they were happening. So I I would not be opposed to a Ben Trip friendship. It might be a stretch, but even JJ and they can excuse it with him going through his work. They can <laughs> let me explain. They can excuse it with him going through his recovery and being like, "I've been forgiven for terrible things. I might need to forgive you." Now it can be an apprehensive friendship, but it can be something a talk to. He was somebody. never really friends with JJ though, but and not JJ's no because not only did he do what he did to Abigail, he also killed Paige. Right. So that's a yeah. that's a double whammy. That. So Wait, no. What exa- What's so bad that JJ did outside of screwing his um, girlfriend's mom? Well, you know, he uh, still secretly blames himself for Haley's death. But he didn't do it. Kristen did it. it. Right. <laughs> yeah, Kristen did it. Uh, attempt Attempting to kill Kristen, maybe. I don't know. But like, yeah, J- JJ's a non-starter because nah. wait, <laughs> I, he, he might be able to get over either Abigail or Paige. There's no way he's going to be able to get over both. Ben's wait. potential friendships. Trip. Oh, Jake, we don't like him, though. And um, Xander. That's yeah. the only one, those are the only ones that would make sense. I mean, people but wanted he, him he to become friends with Eli, and that, yeah, that was a no. a moment of stupidity on my part too. I don't know why. But <laughs> wait, 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 wait! You wanted them to become friends? Oh, I was kind of behind it in the beginning because both ships were just starting up, and I thought it would mean more exposure for my faves but it didn't. i'm happy listen, it didn't happen in hindsight listen, i don't i never want that because as soon as eli would mess up if he would if he would mess up or like do something that is not in favor of ben yeah he would get a lot of shit and he did last year I wouldn't for, no for no reason so like i was like nope I wouldn't be honest with Ben and Brady. I'm just saying. Ben should stick with like people who are more like like him. Screwed up, yeah. Yes. So we don't have we don't have many of those in Xander. If it's that type more, I don't think Jake does. Jake is like 
to be but a loser. The but thing he's is, Jake's not a stranger. Evil. That's the issue. So that's yeah. what okay, helps. Guys, that's what we helps. have a whole week to cover. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go okay, ahead. Back to my original point. Okay. Ben has committed sins to just about everyone in town, but it's some people with lesser sins that could easily be forgiven with the right writing. Let him communicate with them because him going to marriage advice for a terrible loser like his father just didn't hit the way it was supposed to hit. It, it, it was weird for me too because I'm like, why are you going to the guy who is a big hand in your mental break for clarity because you think you're losing your mind seeing Jordan? Like, I'm confused. <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. Okay. Also, like, one of the things that bothered me about those scenes, um, listen, I I can't speak for anyone else, but I feel like when the guy who had a whole having auditory and visual hallucinations and saying, I feel like I'm losing my mind, I feel like that should be cause for concern for someone. Like, I, I'm just putting it out there. That, that seems a little concerning to me. And the it's fact that, <laughs> like, <laughs> no one reacts to this. I mean, and then so when they weird said, to me. I'm sorry, but when they said Marlena is busy, on one hand, I was like, okay, that makes sense. But on the other, I was like, he's butted in on a lot of other stuff for her. <laughs> I'm sure Marlena, and this is not me being negative, I'm sure Marlena, being the doctor that she is, she would have tried to help Ben. She would have juggled no matter right, what. Right, but Marlena with everything did. going on with Belle and Claire, I was completely fine with him not going to Marlena because I honestly did not feel like hearing people bitch about it if that happened. So I'm actually uh, very happy that it didn't happen. I guess I, gonna- I was happy it didn't happen, but at the same time, it would have been a better option to have those uh, with I, Arlena other than Clyde. That's what yeah, I was just saying. Clyde needs to die I kind of agree hands. with that point because anything Clyde said, like, Clyde is a mess himself. Like, he's awful So it didn't, if he really didn't hold so true, it doesn't re- it didn't resonate with me either because Clyde, this is Clyde. Like, anything he says, I don't know, it... it I felt nothing, and I usually enjoy Ben and Clyde for some reason, but this time it was like, uh, no. Even when, even when I saw the spoiler before it aired, it made no sense. It doesn't like the- bring you in with a man saying you had to fight for your wife, go to South Africa and get her, when the one wife that man did have, he abused, tormented, raped, and everything in between two. You- it, it it was literally it was i mean I, ben needed somebody to be like you need to fight and to like get him to clear his mind and, and figure out what his next move is going to be i do not think that person should have been clyde no this would have been the perfect time to do like what jake did for him before he in, attempted to put the memory drug into you know give the memory drug to sierra this would have been a better time for that. That kind of amped up, like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Snap out of it and fight for your wife. This would have been the perfect time for that conversation. And put him in a friendship where he's not the better friend 
Then the other party is because God, I'm speaking of for Ben Weston, when he, he gave advice to Jake, he gave him really, really good advice, thoughtful advice, heartfelt advice. But when Jake gives him advice, it's the terrible option, the most terrible options he could ever make. Pretty much, yeah. Put, Trip is terrible. Don't get me wrong. Trip is fucking just, terrible. But I feel like Trip would be a good friend for him in the long run. It's like the I Island kind of, of Misfit Toys. I, I kind of agree. And like it, it there, it worked. And obviously, we're going to see more of it a little bit because he's going to be on the beach with them when oh, they yeah. find the dead body. So we're going to get- has the beach now. And Brady Fourth of July barbecue. We're coming. I hope that they. Y'all, we're coming up. We might have a budget after all. Please, God. Ben needs some sort of familial connection. It doesn't have to be a mom. It could be an uncle, be a cousin, somebody that's bring back David, please. That ain't enough. David's three. He's still drooling. Let, let me explain. Let me explain. I feel like bringing David would be a good addition because Rafe is going to feel the type of way about that baby being there and him. You know how Rafe is and him not raising it. Then will Carly. Oh shit! What's her name? Ava. I'm sorry. Ava. <laughs> <laughs> With Ava in his ear saying, "We could raise that child." We never got to raise our children the way we should have, right? That's still it. You know, that's how she talks. But anyways, I could see a good custody battle and then Ben will see Era in tow throw their hat in the ring for raising. I see a huge custody battle if we bring back David. See, I don't think it's realistic to think that someone with Ben's past could actually go to court to fight for a child oh, especially when that oh, child's now. mother didn't want him anywhere near her her kid oh now we want to bring up he's a serial killer i mean we always bring it up we all, you y'all don't. Always, y'all, <laughs> no, no i'm but saying I, it's ironic for tony to be saying it because usually when i say it shut up michael leave it alone michael <laughs> Stop because it, you bring it up, you because you bring it up out of nowhere where it doesn't actually have important context to whatever conversation we're having at the moment. This time it does. Well, okay. I'm just gonna start saying it willy-nilly and y'all tell me. <laughs> and every time you right. say it willy-nilly, I'm gonna shut you down. When you say it when it actually means something like I just and, did and right now. We're gonna now, make a point th- system. It's gonna be one to ten. Ten if it's in the right moment, one if it's not. So if I get tens across the board, just let me know. Because you, because you damn well know it. The minute he tries to go for custody, given his history, everybody's gonna bitch and say it. But, but they've been on the good ship lollipop, forgiving him for what three years now. But just because you forgive somebody and let them move beyond their past, let, does not mean that their past is not going to somehow come up. And they let terrible people have children on this show all the time. Look at all the children that Sammy carried. Yeah, but she. I Sammy mean, is not a serial killer. Yeah, but she's a damn rapist. 
but it, it's True. just it, Ben it, has uh, multiple bodies. Like but, there's, no. there's, there's Ben the, killed Ben killed people, and a lot of it had to do with the abuse he suffered as a child. And I, it and he's still please don't try contact. to excuse Sammy being terrible for Marlena shacking up with John. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even going there. What I'm saying is I could see a judge looking at his history and going, yeah, I don't no. think you raising a kid would be a, a, a very judge, good I mean, idea. Look at his I'm, currency. He literally I mean, just went to the example, to visit his father. The past custody case. Sammy got custody of Hennessy. Sammy rapist. Yeah, heroine. only because she Sammy used Nicole's past as an attempted murderer against her and got a lunatic out of jet out of a loony bin in order to make that happen. Had Jen uh, not shown up, murderer versus a known terrorist and rapist. Had Jen not shown up and blown Nicole out of the water, Nicole was going to win custody of that child because Nicole Sammy literally Nicole, raped Austin. And Nicole was laying all the Sammy shit bare. Sammy is the reason Philip is pad led Pete. Wait, were charges pressed against Sammy for Austin? No. No. Wait, were they? But it's no record. How was it on record if charges weren't pressed? They didn't press charges. It's common knowledge, but charges weren't pressed. And so you'd have to have Carrie or Austin come back to testify. Yeah, someone ha- someone have to testify to that. But I think they used that as a fact in the custody trial between. Will. And they also used the fact that I think they used the fact that she kidnapped Belle. Like they used a lot of Sammy's history against her. That had Sammy not in done court. what she did in court, that not had Sammy not done what she did with Jan to blow Nicole out of the water, she never would have gotten custody of Henry. I'm just saying, maybe. I don't know why I'm rooting for a sin baby, but I Good feel God. like David having a tie with Ben long term, which will always be a disdain between him and Rafe. It, it would flow good with the story. It would have him doing good for something because I honestly would have been okay with that story if Jordan had still been here. Yeah, it would have been nice to see play out. Like if, if they hadn't if they hadn't killed Jordan and Jordan like Ben didn't want Jordan to have custody of her child because of what Jordan did to Sierra and he didn't trust Rafe to take care of David because he feels like Rafe can't be objective when it comes to Jordan. Like I could see that Ben could be thinking that he's doing what he thinks is best for David and giving it his best shot. I don't think he would have a chance in hell at winning, but he would at least try. That story would have been interesting. But to me, the interesting part of that story would have been Ben versus Jordan. Well, Ben is on his way to the cabin, which is... I'm trying to understand what was his reasoning for going up to the cabin. What his next move is in regards to Sierra. He he has the divorce papers. He's deciding whether he is going to give Sierra what she wants or he's going to fight for his marriage. So he went to the cabin, the place where they first connected to kind of get some clarity and figure out what his next move was going to be. That cabin has been through four fires. I I know. As strong as that cabin. Because (laughs) I want Ben to burn four times. And Listen, my dream story at this point is for Ben to to knock that cabin to the ground and build uh, a dream house for him and Sierra in that spot. But that's not. But yeah, that cabin needs to go. So he went a damned cabin. 
before we get Mylena and John out of that LaQuinta. It'll be a hell of a place to build, to build your dream home. Mm. You tried to, where you tried to, you committed multiple murders. Exactly. Camp Crystal Lake. But, <laughs> but as he's going to the cabin, there's already some inhabitants there. Jan, Chloe, and Claire. Jan wants Chloe to kill Claire, but Chloe, she just couldn't do it. That's her best friend's kid. So Jan and Chloe leave, and Claire leaves there, is there, tied to a chair, and the cabin is red for somebody to light the cabin on fire. In comes Ben, and now he has to save Claire in a cabin. But she did. And he did it. I'm not going to be the first to speak. I'm going to let somebody else go because I might get red. Isabel Durant was good in the scenes. I really liked her in the scenes. I might get red. (laughs) I I liked the fact that they played the beat in these scenes of Claire feeling what she put Sierra through. Like, that was a really nice beat. Because Claire has been sorry for what she did to Sierra since she came back from Bayview. But it's different apologizing when you actually feel what you put the other person through. Like, you can be sorry for what you did, but it it, kind of hits different. I think the recast supported it as well because it just didn't ring true with Olivia Rose saying she was sorry because it felt like she was snapped back. But (laughs) now with Isabel Durant... You could actually... I've been saying that of her sorriness. Yeah, yeah, because Olivia always played it like manic, like you weren't sure if she was sincere or she was just. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So you know, I I like that, and I'm hoping that when Sierra comes back, like we can get one final. I I get what I put you through. I'm so sorry, and just move like dead the issue once and for all, and move Claire on to a story of her own. Okay, I'm going to speak, and then I'm going to mute my mic. Am I going to have to duck? I'm liking Ben and Claire. Oh, out of context, they're great, but in context, hell no. I don't even see exactly what you're liking because it does like nothing on the screen is is registering to me like he feels anything for Claire at all. I just like I like the chemistry. It's definitely one person feeling it more than the other. I think maybe I just like Isabel Durant because the energy she gives in scenes with Ollie. I think had they not been certain, Victoria would come back anytime soon. I think they would have gone down. The Blair route because the way they see, I don't like them. I've been honest and I've said, like, you know, I don't like them at all. But the way the, these scenes are playing is really weird. It feels like the beginning of something. Yes. That's the, that's like the holding weird part. hands, the scene where before Ben walked out, like, it's playing really weird. But then there are moments. Then there are moments within the same scene where it's very clear. Like yeah, it's clear, but it's not. Like you, I think there has been a shift. Well, it's it's clear he doesn't really have. I don't think he really has romantic feelings for her. I think he does care about her. I I, I think I know where I'm getting my connections from. 
So, like, this, if Ben had any vibes. kind of romantic feelings for her at all, he wouldn't have stayed in that cabin. Like, when, because when he feels romantic, like, when he, when it was Sierra who he rescued from that cabin, he was glued to her side like Velcro from the minute he got her out. He that didn't is need to clingy as fuck. That is not okay. Well, I'm, I'm ignoring <laughs> that, but I mean, no, but what I'm saying is there seems to be a shift somehow. I'm sensing it. I, I don't think I'm the only one. I saw it in the tag, not from Blair fans, but general fans. It is really playing out in a way it shouldn't for a couple or not a couple, but a pairing or whatever, who's not supposed to be anything. Like, I don't get it. Like, it makes no sense to me. Because to me, it doesn't even, it doesn't even, like, because Ben is not showing, and, like, he cares about Claire, and he wants to make sure, like, she's alive and breathing and stuff, and, like, but it doesn't feel like he cares beyond that of a friend yeah, or, or a family member, and I don't really know what she feels because we've had no point of view on what she feels. We've had opportunities to give her the point of view, but they don't take it. Like triangles to me, if this was going to be an actual Ben, Claire, Sierra triangle, like you would get point of view from Claire. You would get her saying, I think I'm falling for another, you know, I think I'm falling for Ben. I don't want to go down this road, but I think it's happening. But they haven't done that at all. So give it the Jack and Laura treatment is what you're saying. Because, like, literally, we knew how Laura felt the entire time. We knew, I mean, it was Clark, but we knew it was Jack. But she spoke to everyone about her feelings for Clark. She spoke to oh, Michael. Oh, oh. She spoke to, <laughs> I mean, she spoke to Alice. She spoke to Jen. She spoke to Mike. She spoke to Maggie. She spoke to everybody in Bruh, the town. the for her and my lineup. God damn it. Oh. That, you had point of view there. Claire yeah, has spoken to nobody. Claire has got no point of view at all. Okay, give me a moment to breathe. Oh, my Lord. Those so I just, to me, it's not reading like a triangle because if it were, she would have point of view and they would play the beats of... Do you think we're going to get that eventually? Now that dust is settled and she's back home? think we would have gotten it by now they had the perfect opportunity when trip when when Allie was talking to her about her feelings for trip she could have said yeah i get what it's like to be to have a because in a, in that moment like Allie came in on a conversation that she was having with ben so that would have been the perfect moment to say yeah i completely get how you're feeling because i think i'm starting to feel that way about ben that would have been the perfect okay. moment if they were going to do that to go there and they didn't they're not interested in giving claire a point of view outside of her which is frustrating as a claire fan it is frustrating as fuck that claire is not getting any kind of point of view like literally she's had no story after everything came out with charlie she was literally a support to various people through town she's had no story of her own in, in seven months Okay, so what I got from the long rant is make Claire the new no Laura Horton is what I'm hearing. I could rock with that. Here I am having faith for Claire Brady. <laughs> Fascinating. 
let's go on to another part of the story. I'm, I'm very intrigued, Tony. We're going to have to talk about this later. But <laughs> let's talk about before the fire, Jan, Chloe, and Claire. I must say, Nadia B. Orland, you're just too damn fine for your own good. Because <laughs> like- as you- as she was locked locked in a car for three days and, and now is being held captive by a lunatic and still looks flawless. Exactly. Okay. Claire is sitting there. She actually looks like a victim. She actually looks like she's been kidnapped. And then I look over at Chloe and Chloe looks like she has a headscarf on <laughs> and the wind is blowing in her hair. And I'm like, Chloe looks so over this shit too. Like that was the best part too. Like Claire looked, ter- Claire looked terrified, what? and Chloe's like, Ugh, I'm so over this. Hostage vi- victim I've ever seen in my entire life. She looked gorgeous, and I'm like, she's been a, in a car for a few days, and she's been kidnapped, and she still looks damned great. And <laughs> I, I, I only have one thing. I want Tan Chloe back. That was the superior. No. Dad. No. Oh God, no. I, don't want Chloe. I do not oh. want Oompa Loompa Chloe back. Please. Please, God, no. They did Chloe not know how at to. At her best when she looked orange. It was no, she was. She was Wait, 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 wait. You want her with who? No, that we don't want her with. He's talking about her tan. <laughs> uh, right around the time when Days was transitioning into high def. They yeah. had Chloe looking like she was tan 24-7 to the point that there were times when she looked like an Oompa Loompa and it just it was not her best look. It's this is her best look. Dr. Be orange, back. Oh I, god, no. It's just orange, oh orange but a nice little tan on her. Every time Chloe gets a tan, At, it's just... And at what point would she have gotten tan in the last three days in a trunk? Bring her back. <laughs> Get her through her sickness and all that. And then she just goes, I need a new look. Boom. Tan and curls. Well, her hair is going to be longer coming soon because there was a cameo that Nadia did that her hair is a lot longer. So we're going to be getting a slightly different look from Chloe, which I'm excited about. Okay. The scenes when Jan was first in Chloe to shoot Claire. Well, not shoot her. Knife Claire. How did y'all feel? Because I genuinely thought for a minute when she had the gun, I thought she was just going to shoot Claire and just end it all. I enjoyed those scenes. I've been really enjoying Crazy Jan. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the scenes were great. I I don't have much to say. I enjoyed them. Uh, I was... Well, I have to give I have to give Heather Lindell props too because this version of Jan and Chloe never really interacted. The 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 Jan and Chloe that interacted with he- was Heather Lauren Olson. So, but you wouldn't know that with Heather Lindell. And it is like, a lot that she still held onto a hatred that she's had since high school. Basically, Jan is still in high school. Well, yeah, yeah I mean well, that, that. that's what Philip said because she Phil- wasn't yeah. she in a coma for most of that time off screen. <laughs> Yeah, she was. She went into a coma in 2005. They graduated in 2002. So mentally for her, it's only been three years since she's been out of high school. Well, it technically, due to the rewrite, 
it was 2004, so it's only been a year for her. What do you mean? Uh... They rewrote the class. She, they didn't graduate in 2002 anymore. They graduated in 2004 now. Which is stupid because we saw their five-year reunion in 2007, but I digress. When, when did they rewrite that? If you're if you're getting that from Wikipedia, I that might not necessarily be a. Uh, I think they did it for the last blast reunion as well. I mean, when when Claire was aged, they were aged as well. I like think Sean so. I don't know. I think they went with the class of two thousand four, so they've been on with that for a while now. I mean, we literally saw them graduate in two thousand two, but whatever. So I don't know. They'll, they'll always be the class of. They'll always be the class of O2 for me. They could write whatever the fuck they want. They're the class of O2. Nice, Tony. <laughs> Let's fast forward, shall we? Do, 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 do. Jan and Chloe leave and get into a car, and she calls Sean, who just took Belle to prison after she pled guilty for killing Charlie. He takes off after he realizes that Claire is at the cabin and gets there as Ben is saving Claire. After that, he takes Claire to see Belle. I loved the moment where Claire walks into the, the prison and hugs her mom because it was very reminiscent. I don't did I post the parallel in the group chat of when Belle saw Marlena when um Marlena came home after being presumed dead and like Belle ran into her arms. Yeah, I think you did. It gives me any time Marlena reunites with her children after being in certain peril. Because I can think of times after Lady in the Cage, after the possession, when she reunites with Brady and Belle, that game. Yeah, but this this one, as I was watching the scene, I was immediately brought back to this the what was Deidre and, and Martha's very first scene together. Well, I think very first scene with Marlene in person, because there might have been a couple ghost appearances prior. But, um, and... I was immediately transported back to 2005 and it was so cool. Like I love little history moments like that. The one thing I will say is when Claire was on the phone with Allie on Friday, she said she was going to go hang with her mom. So I had assumed incorrectly that Claire, that Belle might've been released from prison, but apparently she's still there. So they're just kind of chilling at the prison. Please. (laughs) Which I find hilarious, but, Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, what this told me is that we need more Sean Douglas and Bale. Yes. We do. Yes. 100%. They're needed. This storyline told everything that they needed to know. They are the next generation of the show. They need to go ahead and shoot the bullet and give them a big, big storyline. Yes. Make headliners like their parents before them were. Absolutely. It was just really good. And then Sean's interaction with Jan, it was just this generation, and we're seeing it with Broy and Philip. Also, yes. Also, Sean and Bella's a united front is everything. They've written in that Brady went to high school with them now. Which is not accurate. That was a script error. That was weird. That was weird. That was a script error. He was he was 19 when he came home. Let's not recon like he was literally in the audience watching them all graduate. Like, let's not. That was a script error because these script writers don't actually pay attention or know how to talk to each other. 
Look, I'm taking it as a rewrite, so I can. No, no, it's not a rewrite. It's not a rewrite. So I'm uh-huh. well, it's not a rewrite. You can't it's not rewrite, a rewrite what... when we yeah, because the, the, his his reintroduction storyline was him coming home and being well, never mind. I horrible to Marlena. I take that back because I'm if I don't take it back, I'm gonna have to fall on a sword on a next subject we have to talk about. I think about. it's just a script, and you error. know what I'm talking about. But yeah, it's a it's a hundred percent a script error, which happens all the time on the show because God yeah. forbid these people actually communicate with each other. Like apparently that's something that nobody ever knows how to do. But back to my original thought, that generation of Brady, Chloe, Philip, Bell, Sean Douglas, that little age range is what they need to make the focus of the show right now. Yes. Yeah, agree a hundred percent. And it, I love I know we're gonna shift. it would be like I, Shonda, like it'll be like Bo and Hope, John and Marlena passing the torch to their children. I mean, because they always should have, they always should have been the next generation on this show. Like they Luke never should have been fired in 2008. Belle and Shonda should have been both in the times they've been fired. There's a, been a certain head writer writing, yeah, them which is why I never want to not like her, uh, like them. Sorry, no, um, so but Dana. Yeah, it was Dina both times. Dina so she has my never ass. listen. We can go back all the way to 2000, 2003. Dina has never liked Shell. Oh God, so much! Of the, did she write the stupid Love Is Blind shit? Was that her? That was good. Leave it alone. <laughs> no, that was terrible. That, that was, was good. Not- did she write the Ruby? I don't think she did. No, it's, but the, Dina, Dina wrote. You know when they were searching Louis for Alice. She wrote Love. Yeah, that Man. was in two thousand one. She wrote the Purity Rings for Shell. I mean, some of it was okay, but 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 yeah, yeah. D- Dina's writing for Shell has never been it. So every ever, time, except for two thousand three. But every time she has been writing for. The past decade or so, she Shell always wrote fight. Bella's wishy-washy when it came because mm-hmm. when she was with Philip, she wanted Sean. When she was with Sean, she wanted Philip. She Except never knew what she wanted. Though. Well, true because they didn't they didn't start shifting point of views until after Kirsten left. But like once they recasted, like every time Dina wrote them, Belle was always wishy-washy and never knew what she wanted. Now Belle and Sean are so secure in their love and like. They were literally flirting with each other, kind of, mm. before he took her off to prison. And I was swooning because he's like, I'm always going to be by your side. And you've always got me. And I was just a puddle of feels because I love them so much. So, yeah, just back to what I was saying. Philip, Sean Douglas, Belle, Chloe, Brady, Sammy, Nicole, that age range, that should be the focus of the show. For right now, um, would Ilani? I'm thinking like Ilani should be. They fit with the last blast game yes. very well. This they week. do so well. Like Ilani. Should... Well, let's add them as well. Because make them the focus for right now. Because I really liked Eli and Philip scenes this week. I like it was too. weird. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was weird too. No, I enjoyed it. I like it. I love it. Eli has a such a well, great. Well, let's jump to that story, shall we? Philip can just. Philip is catching Eli up on everything and giving him a last blast 
reunion history lesson. And when Jan calls requesting a plane, they meet at Salem Airfield. Chloe gets the upper hand and fights Jan. Gunshots start blazing like they're on Bankhead. So, <laughs> listen, I was just about to say how I loved that Eli. Eli let me, is. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. Chloe gets shot in the arm. Philip throws dirt at Jan to distract her and chokes the hell out of her, which knocks her into a coma. And Chloe and Jan head to the hospital. Can I say this? Jan Brady. Well, shit. Janet Spears, you have the most sensitive neckline of all. (laughs) Okay, but uh, I agree. But also, too, let's remember, like, she's not 100% healed from from the injury that John gave her. And John choked her into a coma the first time. So if she's not 100% healed, because, you know. I mean, I kind of feel like. She ate a hot dog the wrong way, Tony. Jan being in a coma is kind of redundant. She slipped her fago a little the too quickly. Second time. She slipped into a coma. Yes. Like, I, I feel, yeah. I mean, I'm not against it. I get it, like, bringing Jan back and it's easier when she's in a coma, but it kind of feels like it's a cop-out. So Maybe that little I, pinch in the net that Dr. Snyder gave her didn't send her into Sleeping Beauty? I mean, Philip literally choked her in the same way that John did. So considering that was the injury that put her in the coma in the first place, it makes sense that a reoccurrence of the same injury would do the same thing. Also, Philip, you are Victor Kiriakis' son. Yes. Again, this week, young John Aniston, when he was choking the shit out of Jan, that was young Victor. Thank you very much, Jake. See, but Victor, Victor never actually choked anybody himself. He always had oh, people wait, to wait, do wait, that wait, for wait. him. I mean, but young Victor, young Victor. And the only reason he got up and choked Ben was because Xander was too much of a pussy to do it himself. Man, that old man in a bomb. Why is it the bed keep getting his ass beat by old people? Because Marlena put his ass through the ringer too. <laughs> Marlena said, oh, no, bitch, me and John got blue bloods appointments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyways. It was nice. We're definitely see. about to get a triangle. Yeah. Yeah. Philip, Brady, and Chloe, who are y'all rooting for? Brody. Right now. Right now, I'm Broy, but this week, I'm it. Um. It made me a bit torn because I, I haven't really seen them do anything with Chloe and Philip since I've been watching or Brady and Chloe. So it was nice to see her interacting with both. I'm team Chloe, obviously. Yeah, like I... right now I'm I'm more for Brady and Chloe, but either way it goes, I win because I ship both. Well, well, let's fast forward, shall we? We can get to another part of this story. Everything flowed so well this week. It but... really did. Yeah. I uh, Brady of- getting the phone call. Well, it was Sean who got the phone call. He was talking to Sean. And he hears that Chloe and Jan are on their way to the hospital, which leads to Brady finding Chloe. And all hell breaks loose between him and Philip. But it also led to some really compelling scenes with Brady. Oh, those scenes were so good. Oh my God. Yeah, they were I was in my feels and po- and Philip was literally standing there watching this, looking 
kind of like Boo Boo the Fool a bit because he's literally watching their connection and just standing there like an idiot. I'm like, I almost kind of felt bad for him because in my mind, like, I'm like, oh man, he doesn't have a chance. But it was he, it was compelling to watch because you I saw the switch in Philip's head where he was like, oh shit, this is happening. Yeah, you could totally see it. But back to Brady and Chloe. What I loved about those scenes was Brady's energy. He literally said, me and Kristen are done. Me and you both kind of know how we feel about each other. Let's do this. In his mind, this is the perfect opportunity to move forward and do this. But then you have Philip being... I was Philip needed I, to slow his role with the blame yeah, game. I kind of felt for Philip, but at the same time, and you feel for Philip one second, and then he opens up his mouth and asshole falls out, and it's like, okay, I don't feel sorry <laughs> for you anymore. In my head, it's kind of like, okay, but, that bitch but, had your chance with Chloe, and you fooled around with Mimi, dumbass. So it's like, I want to feel bad for you, but it's like too late, buddy. The train's pulled off you can't decide you want to get on now and then he's trying to blame brady which i get but that's also not your lesson to teach when you're when you're shenanigans with the with your when you're gambling and the mob put chloe in just as much danger and got brady shot brady's association with Kristen. so they're even, but which means Philip they're even. Talk, which means yes, they're even, they're and even. Philip doesn't. They're Philip even. doesn't have any room to talk. Is all I'm but saying. Brady, listen, Brady. I like him when I like him more outside of pairings than when he is in pairings because he's toxic in every single one of them. Like, no, mm, he's never been well. Yeah, we don't we don't know what this version we don't know what this version of Brady would be like with Chloe. People talk about how Philip was a certain way when he was younger, actually when he was a teen, a kid. But people never mention that Brady was an asshole. Who don't mention that? Brady's always been an asshole. Brady's an asshole. He's just never been an asshole to Chloe. Especially when he has been. Let's not do selective memory here. Thank you. We're not selective memory, though. Those scenes, if you go back and you watch the way that Brady was, not Brady, Philip was acting towards Chloe with Brady, that is exactly what broke them up in the first place. That's how he lost her. He's going down that that. exact same road. But that's how he lost her. So unless he backs it up and realizes he's he's repeating his few months, he did. In those scenes, he did not. No, no, you're talking about back in the hospital, like the scenes that aired this week. Yeah, that whole possessive thing that he was doing. That's what ended. That's that's how he lost her. He is going about things in the exact same way. I think what would work for. Philip now if he if Chloe pursues him he has done a lot of pursuing and the timing has never been right for Philip and Chloe but then again Brady is pulling big boss moves because he did this declaration of love in front of Brady I don't give a fuck (laughs) I'm sorry it's clear I'm tired of Brady (laughs) at this point Brady makes Brady makes Philip insecure and it showed last week yes 
And when Philip gets insecure, Philip gets possessive and he gets deceitful. It goes back to history. Oh, I do. I don't. It goes back to history because Victor always put Brady over Philip. Yeah, I can see. Like, Philip, yeah, he has, like, he's rich, he's privileged, but his parents were awful to him compared to, like, Brady, who had wonderful parents. And it's no wonder Philip became the way he became in high school. Yeah, Brady didn't start feeling disappointment until he got involved with Victor. Exactly. So, like, I don't know. I just, speaking of Philip, Chloe, and Brady, I don't see Philip trying to be possessive this time. I think Chloe will be the one pursuing him while having feelings for Brady. Oh, and that's, that yeah, that's makes, what I think is going to happen, too. I, I just makes, can't feel for him can, completely. I don't feel for Brady either, so it's like, I don't know, I just, Brady, to me, this storyline, I just know that he he doesn't work in pairings, in my opinion. He doesn't. There's something about I think him. Chloe is the one pairing he will work with. And we don't really know how this. How... I, I never liked them back in the day either. So I don't think, personally, for me, him working with Chloe, that is not accurate because he, to me, has been the same way in every pairing. I just don't see Brady as. He's never any... been that bad to Chloe. Yeah. He really hasn't. Yeah, a lot of, people, think... a lot of people Brady's... keep saying that. Brady's the think best version bad, of himself with Chloe. Exactly. I mean, all of, all of their the issues that Nicole. came later happened off screen. I mean, like they the had it, so we didn't I, see it. Bars in hell. I just don't think Brady clicks in pairings. I think he works better as a stupid himbo. That's just yeah, me. but <laughs> but stupid him. But Brady, uh, I mean, but Aaron, I mean, he's, he's gonna be always, this year. I'm sorry, so but I, he's always excused when he does something. It's like, oh, but we know he's stupid. Okay, but, but what about Philip? Philip doesn't get the same excuse. That is bullshit. You've been I'm caping s- for Philip for the last five minutes. What do you mean? Yeah, but the same me, excuses? yes. But like, no, because if you go in the, if you, if you go in like the character tags, if you go in the ship tag, it's it. People, and again, I'm people coming drag at it from Brady. the perspective of someone. I don't drag Brady, both. but he, it's excuse. Philip gets ex- Philip I gets the exact that. same amount of caping from I mean, his fans and that fandom that Brady gets from his fans and that side of the fandom. Yes, yeah, it's equal. Like, it is. So we're not we're not going to do yeah, that. Okay, we're not going to pretend that. But if we're going to bring up history, you got to bring up both. I didn't see enough outrage when. Um, for instance, p- people were like, oh, Philip, what is what is he seeing with the line that he never loved anyone as he, as much as he loved Chloe or whatever the line was and the day after there was a whole no hold on. There was a whole lot of outrage about that the day afterwards when Brady said we when we were in high school, there was complete silence. That is bullshit. No, that's people, people, that's because, people called like, it out. What was it? When when was the wedding? We just called Shana it out. Bell's wedding? Yeah, right now, but not on the tag. I'm saying like, you know. No, what? I mean, no, I'm saying when was Sean and Bell's wedding? Like November? 2007. Uh, uh, no, oh, I mean, what's last one? Where Christmas. Dan, oh. The one where Dan interrupted was November. So if we go back just a few months ago, 
Philip was talking about how he compared every woman that to Bell. Bell and every woman came up short. So it's Damn. like you can't. I, he did. It's. I remember it. I mean, I guess out of his mouth. So I don't like think Chloe fans think that Philip hasn't loved anyone. Aside from like we, some of I, them do. I think from, some, just from what yeah, I've seen. But what I see is Philip having just like, for instance, other characters, they may have loved someone, but they have never been in love the way they have with a certain character. And I can see. I, can I see will that both say Philip and Brady with Chloe, kind of defend it a little bit. I will say when he said that about Bell. I didn't fully believe, like when he said that about Bell. I feel like I didn't believe it either because I, I didn't believe I, it because he actually said it. I know he, he said I can it, but see it, why he said it though. Because I feel Bell, like at that point he was trying to get over Chloe, and like he was said, like he was settling for Bell because he couldn't Bell have has always helped him through. Like when when Philip and Chloe broke up, like in two thousand two, Bell was there as. As a friend to him, like she. Well, yeah, because she. I think that was and he when has she latched was... on to that for years, for years. Even when they were married and afterwards, like, I, I, I think Philip values Belle a lot, but it's a love. It's the kind of love he knows that will never happen because Sean Chloe is the one that got away for Philip because yes. Philip knows he fucked up with Chloe because he did. He 100% if, fucked up but Chloe because if he had supported her when the operagirl.net thing hit if he had believed that that wasn't something that she did and he and he had supported her instead of slut shaming her at that dance she never would have gone to Brady. This yeah. is my kind of mess. I like the I like how passionate y'all are about this. It's entertaining. Keep going. No, but I <laughs> Listen, these like, characters, we need to acknowledge that these three characters have a lot of messy history. They do. And I, and I, and I, I hate love that, that both, getting, sides, both sides I, are getting wrong takes. But like well, wrong takes in Twitter go together. Take, or do you just not agree? Guys, huh? okay, let's move on, shall we? Before we move on, I do want to say wrong takes in Twitter go together like peanut butter and jelly. Just yeah. saying. Oh, listen, this, oh. On the other side of Salem. And now, folks, let's travel over to the west side of Salem, where we see Lonnie and Chanel talk about her seeing Eli naked, and it leads to a little drama. And it eventually leads to Chanel and Lonnie talking about opening up a bakery in the square and Eli and Lonnie finally make love. <laughs> How do y'all yeah. feel? Uh, I was team Lonnie in that Chanel conversation. I'm sorry. I think if it were me, I would have dragged Chanel 10 times harder. You do not get to objectify my husband to my face in my house. That's not something we do here. Yes, and Alani had to establish boundaries with Chanel, and she did. She made it clear, that. don't do that. And I get that. And I get that. Lonnie said it, what she it, said. It, it ahead, came off 
as to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm the Chanel of my family. Probably. I could be. I held the baby boy. So it's like, I joke like that. Me and my cousins joke like that together. But we also set boundaries in a different way. Maybe because I'm from the South, but we shade each other into submission. So if I was Lonnie in that situation and Chanel started naming body parts, I would have said something along the lines of, yes, and it's all mine. And I can actually afford them. Can you? So, you know what I mean? Something that would have ended that conversation right there. I understand setting boundaries. But, but I also don't think they want to go the antagonistic route completely with Lonnie and Chanel. Antagonistic to me. I mean, to you maybe, but it could have come off like that would, to other people. I think so, it would that something like that would have read as antagonistic to the audience because remember, we're not the only ones watching this. Y'all don't believe in loving shade. I do, yeah, but not but do, not but everybody fly, understands but, that. But middle fly America doesn't. <laughs> exactly. Fly over fern don't get that. So, so yeah, you have Bible bill and fly over fern. <laughs> the return of Bible Bill and Fly Over Fern. We now have a podcast title. Now, okay, question. Do you think that this conversation might be set up for Eli potentially hiding the second encounter that we know is about to be coming? The second um, encounter, you say? I think it depends on what the encounter is. A second encounter, uh, you say? Because there's there's a spoiler. I don't know if it. I think it's going to air next week. That she's going to see him in another state of undress yet again. Oh wow! So I don't buy him a role. That the here's the thing. I don't think it will become. I think it's more comic relief than anything. I used to think that would it would lead to something else, but Chanel isn't previewed in Ilani's story. If you base it on like soap digest. Oh, okay. oh that's true. She's nowhere listed in this summer preview. She's yes. tied with Allie. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm trying to take that into mind. And I'm hoping it's someone like <sighs> Chanel and Lonnie, their relationships uh, is like it's messy. Not, uh, Wait, yeah, it's messy. Into that, I have a question. What Hold exactly on. did Chanel see? Everything. She saw everything. She saw everything. Oh, she, she saw, saw that Wayne Dang. Yes. He, I mean, he was. He <laughs> thought he. he thought he was. He turned alone. around. He covered his. Yeah. When when the door opened, he thought it was. She literally Lonnie. said in the conversation with Lonnie, she saw everything. Yeah. Full frontal. Everything. Oh, wait, literally, because he was so, in, okay, he was in on. a towel. He reached up. The towel fell. She got a rear view, and then he turned the around, view. and she got the front view. So she got a full three sixty view. I, I actually, I know uh, people were like, uh, uh, "They said something." Oh, good God Almighty! The, Okay. Okay. Anyway, Mike, Michael's having okay. ca- karaoke in his own head. Okay. No. Okay. No, I was like, no. what? now it hits me. Maybe she didn't go out as bad. Okay. No, but like, 
Okay, I take my whole point back. I didn't know she was singing Wayne Dang it. Oh, so you didn't. Re- so you thought that she didn't see everything, and that Lonnie was overreacting based on I what Chanel saw. But I didn't know she. It's. It's I not. Mean, she, I don't think I Lonnie is mad. As, here's the thing. Okay. Lonnie isn't. I I don't think Lonnie was mad because she saw him naked per se, because she understood that was an accident. But more so, the way Chanel. When all it off, lie. yeah. When it's you start listening to the, the father of her kids, like, like Chanel or not, I love Chanel, but that was disrespectful. Yeah. And Lonnie read her the way she should have. I mean, she could have done more, but I think that was called for. Yeah. It was called for for her to set that boundary and just yes. dead the issue now. Make and sure Lonnie, not, this doesn't become a thing. Mm-hmm. And Lonnie acknowledged that she might have been too hard and that she it might be like she doesn't like it because she's, I don't know, it taps into the jealousy part, which she talked about the day after, or not the day after, but episode after. And that actually is a nod to how we Lonnie have been with each other for the last few years. Yeah, they're, you, um, they, they don't I'm, like seeing other people yes <laughs> i mean i made a whole thread about it like yeah we've seen some type of jealousy from eli with lot with lonnie or like vice versa every single year so it's a it's a thing with them so i get it they had that conversation and i was like huh when you mentioned it, Nick, I was like, wait, that's true. Yeah, it, it's consistent with their characters. Yes. They, and they, I'm happy they admitted that. Yeah. Well, while Eli was playing mint condition with Chanel, it led to a very interesting conversation between Eli and Lonnie. Him sending Chanel swinging made them both admit that they are jealous and murderous when it comes to other people looking at their significant others. <laughs> <laughs> murderous. He did what? And it led to them making love on the couch to their babies. Like, <laughs> you need to really let that go. Like, good lord, let people go fuck and... on couches. It happens. Yeah, don't, don't let God. We don't want that. that. Would no <laughs> <laughs> not I was gonna say, let go and let God. I cannot let go of the fact that little little Reverend Al could be on that couch. <laughs> Michael, you're just hanging you, yourself okay. up. Michael, You're getting stuck on a nonsensical thing. Especially just, since I'm pretty no sure sense. the twins and Eli and Lonnie share a room. The babies yeah, would be a do. lot more traumatized watching their parents fuck so he, than they would. They won't remember we don't more. see we oh. don't see the bedroom, but the room that was a, a bathroom last no wait last year and the time jump that is now the bedroom which we see them go in and out of, and I think the babies have bassinets in there as well in the bedroom okay. back to tony's theory about the babies watching first off i'm pretty sure there's plenty of mothers who listen to this podcast who got them some nookie with their significant other while their baby was in the bassinet they will be okay the couch though but it was the only thing about the couch that had me like really y'all was we just had this whole conversation and scene about Chanel seeing Eli's bits and pieces. Yes. And- 
that she walked in. Right? But listen, she y'all was just right there. And what if she walked in with company? <laughs> that would have been, been hilarious. It would have been fun if Eli said something like, I'll charge you $5 for the show. <laughs> no, but like it wasn't a love scene per se, but good God, that was hot. It wasn't hot enough. <laughs> what I, well, like I mean, is, what I, I, I liked what we got, but I would have loved more. I would have loved the love scene with a montage, time. but listen, I knew, I knew when we like when all the people in the episode were listed, I was like, this is gonna be short as fuck, but I'll take it. And whoo hoo. That it was, was even even though it wasn't official enough, it was still hot. And I like the fact mm-hmm. that when Philip called, they didn't stop. They just she just stayed there. <laughs> like, yeah. like answer the she, phone with it in. That's funny. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> you know what though? Listen. It was listen. I I may get in trouble for saying this, but nobody in my family actually listens to this, I don't think, but people in my family have actually done that. Just saying. I'm pretty sure plenty of people have done it. It's because why am I going to clean up for, for you? Like, you're not here. You can't see what I'm doing. Yes. <laughs> but it's actually, that was a, continu- a continuity error because the scene before, oh, um, Philip and Brady were going, like, he called Brady out. And the next scene, uh, it was with Eli and Lonnie and Philip called. That made no sense. Are we sure it was Philip that called or that it was no, not Sean was, who called in? He said Philip. Yeah, I was confused why so Philip called. Why I could not run the show because every love scene would be HBO quality. <laughs> no, but I mean, the censors would stop you, sir. Lonnie's <laughs> reunion, though. Would bankrupt the show with FCC, FCC fines. A side titty will not get that much of a fine. <laughs> there was a side titty. Oh, I mean, whole, it was only a little bit. In situations Michael. like that, nobody is bringing up the cover to themselves. The whole titty would have been out. I'm just saying. It was hot. It was, I loved it. Was. I it was. It was very hot. I love, oh my god, oh that it has just become my new favorite quote from them, but when Eli said, all, all yours baby, all yours, I was swooning. That was so good. I, I love it. You had a m- music budget. Yeah, that would have been nice. But... I, I wish we <laughs> Some nice Anita Baker in the background would have been nice. But I'll, sounds fine. I hope we get something for their anniversary, but the way it's been previewed it's gonna be interesting to watch that i don't yeah their anniversary is gonna lead to some drama which i'm kind of intrigued by good well let's leave it on that note and now we're gonna get to my favorite part of the recap cat scratch fever (laughs) you don't stop (laughs) we are gonna that's gonna be the name of the episode one of these weeks i just don't know which one just like Cassie on The Young and the Restless, Allie has come. Mariah, learn her name, damn it. That is Cassie. We're not going to have that discussion right now. Anyways, just like Cassie on YNR, Allie has caught the cat scratch fever, which might be this podcast title. She's thinking about her kiss with Chanel. And like a lady, Chanel happens to text and says, I'm in the neighborhood. Let's talk. Which leads to a discussion of Allie becoming a partner 
in Chanel's business venture, which would include Alice's famous donuts, who is being which recipe is being kept by Julie. First off, where's my lighter? <laughs> He's about to go on a read, and he needs to he needs to have a smoke first. Okay, electroabundance. <laughs> no, she takes a drink first. Let me get my smart water and lubricants. That's how you know it's about to be a good read. She takes a drink first. Mm-hmm. I don't. Oh know God, who, the post finales tonight. I'm not ready. I don't know who was in that writers' room, but let me tell y'all niggas something. Lord, I just let me tell y'all something. Julie is not the keeper of Alice's recipes. It has been said multiple times that Jennifer is the keeper of the recipe. That is literally what killed Jennifer and Eric because she wouldn't stop making donuts. Why is it now that Julie has the recipe? Julie couldn't even cook. So why? Why? You said it four times this week. It's never been that thread way. That if you make it a thread that Jennifer actually tells you, tells her the recipe, then yes, I will buy it. But Jennifer is the only one in that family who knows the recipe because she's the only one who can cook. <sighs> I forgave the obvious flub, flub there because the scenes surrounding it were hilarious. <laughs> but before we get before we get to that, I just want to bring something up going back to our earlier conversation about triangles. This is how you set up the perfect yeah. moment for a triangle. We're getting Allie's point of view loud and clear. She's thinking about Chanel. We can see that she's conflicted. We're we're building a triangle here with Allie, Chanel, and Trip that is not being built elsewhere. And that's all I wanted to say there. I can forgive flubs like that. I can make excuses. But when you have criminals laying up at Alice Horton's home yelling, hey Arnold. <laughs> what criminals you, you, talking about, you talking about Bill Horton or are you talking about the current criminals? The current criminals. <laughs> hold on now. Hold on now. Hold on. We're not going to talk about Bill. Hold on. Saying Bill was a terrible father. Alice loves some criminals. Did she break Bo out of jail? She did. (laughs) They weren't doing things to their own family. Broke Roman out of jail too. Who wasn't doing things to their own family? Bill sure was. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Let's not forget Doug met Bill in jail. In jail. (laughs) Bill was a terrible father, but he was a character. Terrible father, husband, person, you know. Oh, okay, okay, hold on now. Now, as much as I love me some Laura, Laura was included in the detriment of that marriage. I'm sorry. It wasn't just all. Nah, Nick's not wrong. Bill's kind of a trash human. Oh, don't get me wrong. Bill is trash. I'm, terrible father, <laughs> terrible husband. Terrible husband. It has an asterisk because Laura played a part in the detriment of that marriage. That's why I never fully was on the Laura versus Kate Laura side because Laura's undoing of her mental health did it in and her not addressing that her mental health was going and her not asking for help, although it's tragic, 
it played a part in Bill wandering elsewhere. She left Jennifer on a public bus. They couldn't find her for hours. That's my look. And I love Laura, but I have to drag her. I love me some Laura, but she wasn't always fair to Kate. Shit, Bill was a terrible brother, too. Yeah, that's why I never. <laughs> That's what I never. How, how did we get here from the world we were just now? Wait, wait what, what were we talking about? I don't know, but let me finish. Uh, the, donuts. In the, Horton house. the donuts, yeah. Wait, let me finish, let me finish, because I'm on a hot street. That's why I just never really understood why Laura just dragged Kate, because Laura never admitted that she played a part in it, too. Jesus Christ. Anyways, back to the thing at hand. Jennifer is the keeper of the donuts. I can't forget because you have criminals all up in at the Horton house. I don't understand. It is like once Alice died, they did not know what to do with the Hortons and they just started riding willy nilly. But I, I am excited I for this. Let me okay. I bitch for a moment. Let me say my good. Go ahead. <laughs> I did like them incorporating the donuts into the bakery. Me too. Yeah. And, and I've been saying, I've been saying for years, why, why haven't Jennifer has the recipe? Why hasn't she tried to market that recipe? Especially once um Jack lost all their money. Yeah, this is gonna be a Jack Dragon episode. It's hilarious, though, because you mentioned it in the group chat, and I'm like, you mean before now? And you had no idea that, that they had even discussed it in the episode on Friday. I, I've been saying that for years. As many times as the Hortons have had money troubles, I mean, Bo and Hope literally almost got divorced because Bo wouldn't take a pay cut at the police station. Why did she think, oh, I can solve our money troubles? We can sell Grounds Donuts. The thing is, they might have been saving it for Allie because she's her namesake. That would be a beautiful connection, but now everybody has the damn recipe. <laughs> but everybody's not selling it. Allie's going to be the first person to sell it. Yeah, but every, it, it it doesn't have that connection of Allie taking the torch away from Alice when everybody in their mammy has the damn recipe. <laughs> It would have been nice if Jennifer passed the torch to her niece. Yeah, that would have been beautiful. But that been I love Julie, but giving her the recipe is basically giving every damn Horton, whoever has Horton blood, <laughs> because you know, she rides for every Horton. She's still up trying to avenge Nick, and Nick was terrible. <laughs> so it, it brings my point. You gave the recipe to Julie, now everybody has it. It isn't sacred anymore. But I, I do love, I'm done bitching out, I promise. I do love the fact that it's being passed on, it's being monetized, it's very beautiful. It's taking the Hortons into a new century. And the fact that it's Allie, that's the one that's doing it. Like you said yeah. in the group chat earlier this week, Alice's namesake is carrying on the tradition of her donuts. Like, I love that. And the way that she got the donuts from Julie, when she brought up book club, <laughs> the book club y'all, I <laughs> Julie was like, how do you know that? He's like, oh, we're cousins. We talk. Because JJ my, told her. <laughs> that, my favorite line of the episode. And the best part was, like, when that actually happened, I think Allie was still, I think Sammy and EJ were still in town then. So Allie was like, 
seven at the time that that happened. Yeah. I was just thinking that. Remember when we really didn't care about Allie as much? Yeah. It was all on Johnny and Sydney. And so we all expected that when Allie was eventually going to be sore ass, she was going to be coming back with like the ang- like the anger of being the redheaded stepchild. But like she would be carrying the show on her back like her grandmother's character did. Right? I literally, I, she's yeah. I mean, and she's only been she'll be here a year on the 10th. June 10th will be one year. But I'm really looking forward to Allie being a partner at Sweet Bits. I love uh, that name, by the way. I hope we get a set. Please give us a I know. Please, you. yes. I don't want them Just, selling donuts from a kiosk in Horton Town Square. Because you know... <laughs> I'm I, glad I because I was getting mind them seeing them cooking in Allie's apartment in the kitchen. Like, because they... I think they still have the kitchen part of that set over there. Like, that would be cute. I don't that either, but... I was just saying I would like for them a good place to go other than going to Julie's place or the Brady pub. Like I'm getting tired of them pe- those people getting dressed to the nines and then they go to Julie's health food store. Maybe this could be some sort of, with Chanel's taste, this could be some sort of luxury thing. A luxury. And you know what too? They could turn it, they don't, they could turn it into like an internet brand kind of. I mean, Ooh, I know that that's how they, they could start that way. Yeah. They could start that way, and then they could they could pull in Claire too, because I mean we didn't really love Millennial Claire, but they could turn that into something good and turn her following into helping them launch their business. I, I mean, a nice luxury bakery where all the couples go to get their dessert. And I mean, let's be honest, especially if Allie's going to be involved, because go get Grandma Kate's checkbook. Everybody else uses nepotism, girl. Use use your connections. And you yeah. know Kate will give her the money. Yeah. She, are, yeah. she was already bankrolling her last year. It's part of why it's the entire reason Lucas came to town. He came to town to yell at his mother. And, and the thing is, they might not say it aloud, but it's quickly showing that Allie is her favorite. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You could you could see it because even, even when um Last year, when she looked at all the stuff that Allie charged on her credit card, all she said was, honey, you have good taste. <laughs> she a lot of herself in Allie. So it's clear that Allie is her favorite. Uh, but anyways, I, it is a good thread way. I see a lot of potential with the new business in town because the ones we have, they aren't doing anything well. And I know I said no corporate storylines, but the this least. one is young and fresh and work. This doesn't feel corporate. Yeah. It doesn't feel like those DOA stories that we're getting. <laughs> this this feels young. This feels hip. This feels, I mean, because you see it all the time. You see young people starting up their own bakeries and like having having websites and, and selling stuff on Instagram. Like this is something you see constantly. Yeah. I mean, hell, you have you have ten year olds with their own with their own baking companies. You see it all the time on Kids Baking Championship on Food Network. Uh, that's new to me. Uh, and see, they still have carried that arm with the other corporations. Innovative, and they're still trying to pull out Bella Magazine. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I also look forward to the romantic sparks that's going to happen with it. 
because they even had a moment at the end of Friday, like once she yeah. agreed to, to, to work, to work with her, like when Allie agreed to work with her, they hugged and they pulled back and there was that classic, do we, don't we moment. And I feel like they would, I feel like Monday they're going to kiss or almost kiss, but then Trip is going to come knocking on the, on the door and interrupt them. Well, we talked about Allie. Let's talk about her grandma, Kate, who's blackmailing Dr. Snyder into lying for her. Which leaves Gabby worried about what this will mean for her and Jake. Lucas overhears what's going on, and Gabby becomes the Monica Quartermain of Salem and kicks Lucas out of her house. I mean, EJ, hurry home, please. I liked it. Story, yeah, not long term. I don't think it makes sense that, like, based on spoilers, that Chad and uh, EJ have to group together to take Jake down. Like, well, I think it's not so much because it's because Jake is this omnipotent thing that they can't take down. It's because the Demera board is currently backing Jake, so they have to present a united front against the board. I think is how that's actually going to end up playing. And I don't know, uh, here's the thing, they may have the company, but they don't have the house. That's Gabby. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I think EJ's going to end up probably coming up with a legal loophole that says that Stefan never owned that house, which means it's never Gabby's. I hope, I don't know. I'm kind of liking Gabby with the house. She got her- Well, Gabby Gabby and Jake are going to be living at Rafe's come August, so something changes. Oh, I hate that because- I'm liking her in the house because it's like now I have my man. It's time to clean your house, and just with that showdown with Lucas, she was like, "Mariah, how about?" I think you what Gabby said makes sense. <laughs> I get where Lucas is coming from, but he's he's not yeah. really the one to talk right now about that. But have you noticed that both Lucas, as far as Jake, Kate, and Gabby goes, oh lord, I I have nothing to say about it because nothing about it is good. I'm okay with her motivation being to punish Jake. Yeah, yeah she doesn't want it, Jake back. Over, so this is a better motivation like, for me. But have y'all loser? noticed? No. Uh, have y'all, no, 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 baby, no. Have y'all noticed <laughs> so, that? Please. That's all I got to say about them. Okay. Have y'all noticed that both Lucas and Sammy have been wagging their fingers at people's relationships when they're caught up in an affair themselves? Yeah, they're hypocrites. But they've always been hypocrites, so that's perfectly in character for them. And but also, that's your family. Like you're not gonna exactly see your sister-in-law cheat on your your twin brother, and you're not gonna see a man leaving your mother, who he thinks is blind and injured with amnesia, so he can check up with Gabby. You're not gonna be okay with that. So, how did y'all feel about the Doctor Snyder and Kate scenes? Okay, first off, I'm liking Dr. Snyder, but how is he learning everything? He walks into the room and learns the damn Milsicles to the White House. (laughs) I mean, he he came in as her doctor and he can tell because he's somewhat decent at his job, apparently, that what she's claiming isn't true because her eyes are not giving off symptoms that she's blind. And then when she went... This isn't the only thing that he knows, though. He knows something on Jan. He knows something on Gwen. 
but again, he w- he was the doctor. Yeah. He like he he was put in a position for all like it's not like he wasn't put in a position to learn these things. He was Gwen's doctor. He treated her for the initial miscarriage. So that makes sense. He was Jan's doctor and got duped into believing he, she was in a coma when she wasn't. Uh, so, again, he was put in a position to learn all of these things. And then too, Kate messed up about the amnesia because she mentioned something that she shouldn't have known. Yeah, because she started going on a rant and she started going and going and then the truth spilled out. Well, the thing is, his learning isn't random. It's just, it feels random it feels because, random he's, because, because he's, he's new and because it feels like it's leading to him being killed off. And, it, and I'm trying to figure out why I should care. Well, I like the conversation mainly because it gave us a history of Dr. Snyder. We've learned now that he's been terrible yeah, which is hilarious to me because the chief of staff at this hospital manages to violate the Hippocratic oath—not uh, Hippocratic oath—violate oh. HIPAA practically oh. every time she's on screen in a medical capacity. Yet Dr. <laughs> Snyder gets to go before the board of the hospital Low for down. violating HIPAA. No, uh, uh-uh. we're crossing the line. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Tony! Oh my. <laughs> Uh, I'm loving that we know history on it now. How do y'all feel about Kate blackmailing him? It's very Kate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it works. And, I mean, Kate finally... Kate finally feels like Kate again. Like, she's not doing this because she loves Jake. She's doing this because she was hurt and, like, made a fool of and she doesn't like that, so she's going to make them pay. So I'm kind of I'm kind of more here for it than I thought I was going to be when I first saw the spoiler. But then I also thought she was pregnant when I first saw that spoiler. So at this point, this is way more preferable to that. Yeah, and the petty person to me once doesn't like Jake and Gabby together, so I'm okay with anyone torturing them. I'm also okay. completely I'm also completely fine with Gabby having a feeling that Kate is full of shit and doing everything she can to taunt Kate. Like yeah, playing grab ass, like playing grab ass with Jake right in front of her face, <laughs> literally. Like, well, I think I think oh, that's gonna make Kate come forward. Like her, she's mm-hmm. gonna s- spill it. Well, speaking of Jake and Kate, how did y'all feel the conversation between them? Um, I feel like Jake really does care about her. Um, and the issue is his how his loyalty because. It didn't take long for him to jump in the bed with Gabby after he was supposedly devastated over Kate jumping. I, I think what they need is a breakdown and then another rebuild because no, they need a rebuild. They don't need to be rebuilt. They don't need to be rebuilt. They need to be gone away. Demolished, from each other, like, buried, done, over. <laughs> no, because I'm saying we get that they're supposed to be in game, but they haven't had any romance in between to make it seem worth it. You know what I mean? Wait, wait, wait. Who's Jake and Gabby Gabby or Jake and Kate? Jake and Gabby. Okay, because you said Jake and Kate, which put me on a whole other... Okay, I'm sorry. I meant Jake and Gabby. They need a breakdown and a totally new rebuild. I don't... Yeah, I don't... I don't disagree with that, but also Jake needs to be built as a character. He's not... He's just there. Right now, he just has the last name Demir, and that's the only thing that makes him relevant. But like, maybe here's the thing: I'm a Jake and Gabby fan, but at the same time, I'm enjoying it. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, 
their hands. Need them to stop having hands. the reassuring conversation. Like I feel like every time they're in a scene now, like before, every time they were in a scene, he was claiming he didn't want her and he was rejecting her at every turn. Now he's reassuring her at every turn. I need something not repetitive. Well, you know what? Let's Let's move move on. Before we move on to the next thing in the outline, there was something I forgot to add to the outline. Marlena and Paulina. Oh, yes. I love those Marlena runs into her old friend Paulina, and they catch up in such amazing scenes. Really good acting on both actresses. I loved it. And like when Paulina said, when I grew up, I wanted to be you. And I'm like, same. <laughs> I'm 100% really, same. I really I like the scenes. Because it, it played out the way I thought they would. Because I'm like, okay, if Paulina, if Marlena and um, Tama were uh, roommates in college, so Paulina likely came to visit, so they would know each other. And it was nice to see them finally play that out on screen because it took a while. Because I thought she would have at least interacted with her when she first came in. But it was nice to see. And I hope they continue it. I'm also nervous about what Paulina's plans are for the square because yeah. it, it's obviously shady because I don't think those were her. Right? That was, I don't think that was her intention. I think when she they, went to Miami, she found an investor and her investors had other plans and she just went along with it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like she's about to be running money for somebody through the square. Yeah, I'm getting a titty bar on the Hortontown. Yeah, I think think somebody was trying to bulldoze um, the Hortontown Square. They're going to put a titty bar on the Hortontown Square. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we had had a strip club before, so it wouldn't be. What is previewed in the Soap Digest, I'm really intrigued by this. Like, like, it said like it's going to collide with Ilani's anniversary and the whole thing. But I don't think that this happened while she was in Miami. I think this was the secret she told the twins. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well the thing is she could have had investors already that had different plans. Because I think when she first came to town and she started telling Abe about it, she seemed very sincere. And then once she got um, her hands on that first property, something changed we just don't know what yeah some something definitely shifted um but i love the fact that they were basically commiserating moms yeah that was nice like that was so nice and i like too that marlena was kind of giving her the down low on tom and alice and like they keep solidifying that john and marlena are basically in the tom and alice position now on this show and i kind of love that yeah, don't tell the Horton purists that, but yeah, it works. <laughs> well, they can, honestly, they can suck it. I, it's, it is what it is. Yikes. Okay. Speaking of Marlon. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have no more fucks left to give. This weekend has beaten them out of me. Speaking of Marlena's daughter. I'm scared. Well, one of them, anyway. <laughs> Sammy confronts Nicole for sleeping with Xander, which Nicole denies and kicks her out. Nicole eventually goes to talk to Ava, who just had sex with Rafe. She tells Ava it was Xander she slept with, and she doesn't want Rafe to know. Mm. Sammy being care. a mess is fun at all times. Nicole versus Sammy is fun all the time. Yes. The part that... 
I would I wanna like raise them if it's so bad. They're just so You stupid. didn't like their sex? I, the sex was fine, but why was that what made you what about that conversation before that made you horny? I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what about what about being interrogated by the police makes you say I want to rip your clothes off? No, no let's talk which, about that. By the way, it also looked like would, they had sex with their clothes on, which okay. Yeah. It would be different if Rafe was like antagonizing her with handcuffs. Like that would have made more sense. <laughs> well, okay, first off, let's go to after the sex for a moment. Somebody has been listening to this podcast because Ava, after they had sex, Ava literally looked over to him and said, would you like something to eat? <laughs> <laughs> and, I knew you were going <laughs> to... Somebody has been listening and I want my coins because that's exactly <laughs> what she said. I actually think this was written before you ever said that. So they just... <laughs> so, so this is the plan. I'll, would you like something to eat, Mr. Reed? <laughs> I'm tired of it. I'm so tired of it. Like, stop cooking, ma'am. Get a gun and shoot somebody, please. I can't take it. Not reading for murder. (laughs) I had her in the like she made me barber. I don't like that at all. Sell some drugs. Something, baby. And this this storyline isn't going away because he did a Zoom with Eric and Galen uh, last weekend. And uh, Galen is still filming a lot with Tamara and still filming a lot with Ari. I'm tired of seeing. And he he Ava likes Vitelli it. cook food at Shea Hernandez. Yeah, it's <laughs> believe I me, mean, I am. Yeah. So weird. Like, it's so weird. <laughs> in about two like, weeks, she's gonna start cooking sticky buns. Like at this point, can she just buy the cafe accurate. in the? Can she like, just go by the restaurant in the square? And just actually have a reason to be cooking all the damn time because I literally can't. Put her ass in the bakery. Shit. <laughs> start start an Italian restaurant. Like do some. Oh, I'm tired of seeing her cook. But I'm gonna admit something. I, I don't like Rafe and Ava together, but but their love scene. It was fine. Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. it, 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 the, know, love, the, the love the love scene was hot. great. The story okay, around them is have a segue to that. So I mean, now I thought it was hot, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" I have a segue. Oh. So now that we've talked about the good sides, let's talk about the naughty sweet bits. Did y'all see them making love? First off, the music that they chose for them so much better than whatever they gave Jake and Gabby last week. Damn, for real. I just didn't like that mood she had on, but. It worked. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. like Rafe and Ava, how they have chemistry is just the story's hot garbage. What, I'm what, getting nervous because I, I feel like me? The, I've, oh, I'm sorry. I feel like even with Greg Vaughn coming back, I'm the way they're playing this out. I am not hundred percent convinced that Rafe and Nicole are off of the table. Yeah, yeah, I'm praying to God this is not a short term. Let's break up Eric yeah, and Nicole and move exactly. on to Rafe and Nicole. Um, like I, I want to believe that if they got Greg Vaughn back, it's for something decent because I don't think after all of the things he said when he left that they would bring him back to do more damage to the character and the couple. I would hope. I don't but, trust him. Yeah, see, my uh, guard is up. I'm I'm worried that maybe he came back to give Eric a proper, a proper send off and, and Nicole and Eric Cole a proper ending because oh my god, 
which at that point <laughs> no honestly, because they're they're already like yeah can, it's like a it's like a triangle between ava nicole and rafe all right yeah there's already tension there and I don't. I don't. I don't so want. I don't want Rafe awkward. to know that. I, I don't want Rafe to know that I slept with Xander. What about your husband, dummy? Yeah. And it was so <laughs> freaking awkward. So freaking awkward when she realized they had sex. Yeah. Ava, when yeah. Nicole, like, she was basically trying to do a happy dance while not cringing. And then it was just weird because Ava was like, "No, please don't go. Lift your nose in the air. You can smell it." Oh my but, god! <laughs> stop. <laughs> And I mean, even if even if Eric is there long term, I'm still not 100 percent convinced that Rafe and Nicole are off the table because I can see a separation with Nicole and Eric once he finds out about Xander and Nicole leaning on Rafe and that creating tension with Nicole and Ava because they've already had that moment where, you know, Nicole was not enthused about their date and Ava was like, oh, so I'm not good enough. So like if they've that's already, the case, I'd be completely fine with Ava trying to get with Eric. Like they've, you know, they've already set the board for some some things that can play out. So I'm just like, oh no, I can't call this one. I Which can't call this one? I kind of like that we can't call it, but given the yeah, players same. involved, I kind of wish it makes me could. nervous. It makes yeah. me nervous. Yeah, I wish. Well for I wish we were going in blind on a story with where the where either outcome was good for us yeah basically how i feel about the trip ali chanel thing i know everybody else doesn't like trip but i I, i'm okay with his chemistry with ali i'm so am i i remember i remember the shitty storyline that proceed that preceded (laughs) this but their chemistry is good so like i would be because i genuinely don't know which way they're gonna go with that i don't know which way they're gonna go with this but i only like one way they can go with this rafe ava (laughs) nicole thing and nicole should not be involved at all at all at all well listen everybody's got at least one where no matter what happens we're gonna be happy because that's me with broey and flowey like whether she ends up with brady or whether she ends up with philip i'm getting my couple so like at the end of the day I'm that's, gonna be that's happy gotta be that. nice to feel <laughs> <laughs> well let's lift this story up in prayer and go on to the last story of the week Gwen goes to Dr. Snyder and Tripp sees them he can tell something is off so Gwen goes home and sees Xander who saw her with the bag full of drugs do we like the dynamic between Gwen and Xander I, I, I think so. I've been asking for it for months. <laughs> I, I mean, I they loving, make sense. They make logically they make, they make sense. Yeah, they make sense. I'm loving the potential of Xander and Gwen. I don't think it fits them to be. I don't know. It felt off. Was it Friday's episode? Yeah. Yeah. A bit off, but I'm here for them. I just want more of a messy dynamic. Them right. being sniping roommates didn't really like, like, more, battling more over the TV didn't really this. work for me, but like Friday, Friday's episode was way off for me. I want them to be more like toxic and messy and I think it's coming. I think once they start interacting romantically, that's gonna happen because right now he's just he's just being a pain in her ass. I it's it's leaning more in the direction of uh, she's. I feel I feel like she's gonna kill Doctor Snyder and yeah, Xander's gonna cover cover for her. 
that's what it feels like is happening. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it, but that also that'll make her look like a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> you know the crazy thing about those things to me? The crazy thing was that I saw chemistry between Trip and Gwen, and then I had to remember. Oh yeah, they're related. Because yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, same. (laughs) Until he said our fathers are brothers, I was like, oh fuck, they're related. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure which way they were going, and then I was like, oh wait a minute, they are related. It was. It was. Damn, it's a lot of them. Like, it's a lot of Johnsons. But completely yeah, forgot it until he said it. But it was a nice beat for them to play. This isn't the guiding light. So. <laughs> <laughs> it it was a nice beat for them to play because they don't really do the Johnson connections right now because there aren't many of the kids left. Like there's yeah, they're like Trip. not on screen. Yeah, there's Trip Jack and, Gwen and Steve. Are literally- yeah, it's Jack and Steve, Tripp and Gwen. That's it. And then, yeah, because Abigail's going right now. Sonny's in my head, thank God. Quite, JJ's yeah. That's quite a quartet. Mm, mm. <laughs> quartet of trash. <laughs> uh, y'all smell that? Anyway. Oh, God. But I would like to see Xander and Gwen as the gruesome twosome of Salem. Destroy, just raise hell. Please. So telling it. me they can start packing out pills. I wouldn't hate it. Xander needs money. And we yet we can't afford a future song. <sighs> Good Lord. <laughs> anyway, well, you guys, this has been the weekly recap. And now it's time for my favorite portion of this podcast, where I give a little read to a certain person or group of people. Welcome to the Mavericks reading rainbow. <clears throat> Let me get my docket ready. Reading glasses. I'm actually really curious to see who it is. Right? The writer's room of days of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. Everybody. Oh, everybody. He got, he, got, he got really pissed about the Julie thing. Right. Julie is not the keeper of the donuts. Of it. Not the donuts. I, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. It is Jennifer Rose who is the keeper of the donut. <laughs> they made a point. They literally killed Jennifer and Eric because they wouldn't stop making fucking donuts. <laughs> oh, they fucking did. So, oh, Jesus Christ. For Julie to randomly have it, which basically means every Horton has the recipe now because they can wink at her and they, do you want the donut recipe there? It's not special anymore. You ruined Harden Donuts for me. Thanks a lot. Now they're going to sell the clam chowder at the Brady Pub and marinara jars. Thanks. <laughs> oh my God. You are a mess, but I love you so much. I'm sorry. That this really... Alice Horton is in her grave doing the Megan the Stallion knees. <laughs> what in 10 years that the donuts recipe? That was the one thing I had. You ruined the family tree. You put a serial killer ornament on now. The house. Let it go. Let no. it go. No. <laughs> 
wino criminals and rapists oh my in her house. Now everybody has to donut the recipe. Thanks a lot. And now you're watching it wrong. I don't have nothing. I'm just gonna chill out. I'm done right now. That wore me out. I got I I got a couple of uh watching it wrong. So actually it's kind of one. This whole narrative of like people seeing what they want to see and blatantly ignoring what errors to fit the narrative of whatever they want to happen annoys the crap out of me. Like ship whatever the fuck you want to ship. I don't care. But could you at least do it based on what actually airs and not based on the alternate reality you create in your head? That is what fanfic is for. Go write it. I've been seeing it all over the timeline yeah. with with multiple stories and multiple things. Yeah, that like, part. I'm like, because this isn't just about one thing. This happened in regards to multiple stories. And like, yeah. y'all need to actually pay attention to the show that you're tweeting about, or just shut the fuck up about it. And like, there's a difference between something airing and you having a specific interpretation versus someone else who saw it a different way. That's a different thing. But it's like people are getting like an alternate universe cut of the show where they're seeing stuff that just flat out didn't happen. Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. And it's it's one of the things that will flip my bitch switch the quickest. Uh, Okay. Before we move on, I want to go back to my read for a moment. When I said that the Bradys are going to start selling their clam chowder and marinara dishes, let me set that up for you for a moment. Because I'm not mad that Chanel and Allie are selling them. I'm mad because you set it up for years that when Alice died, she gave Jennifer the house and the donut recipe. You're using the house line, but now Julie has the donut recipe and she's about to give it to everyone. It's like them giving the Brady clam chowder recipe to Sammy and now she's selling it for profit. I mean that's it. That's all. Okay, I'm done, y'all. I'm that just really struck a nerve with me. Because I mean it's not that big of a deal. It's just donuts. So uh, what, what do the Hordens have? I mean come on. Uh, yeah. No, it's the tradition. It's, it's like come on. It's donuts. No, it's it's, it's a family it's a family and tradition. those donuts, yeah, those things have been like a those a things have been a of staple of the show. Yeah. Since, I mean, since the show's inception, like yeah. I'm those watching, donuts have been I'm a thing. Now, they it's, mentioned that Alice is the only one who knows the recipe. She, she passed it down to Jennifer. Jennifer was the only one who knew. So now that we have Julie, maybe Julie, William. Jennifer told Julie. Like, but they never addressed that. On screen, yeah, if that happened, that's, and that's where the, knew it. and that's where the disconnect is because the last thing we have on screen is that Jennifer is the only person to have it, and then somehow five years later, Julie's got it, and there's a disconnect on how that happened. And it's one of the things that makes the Hortons the Hortons. Now that everybody, Lottie Dottie, every damn body has the recipe, it's like, no. Nope. 
Well, Julie has it, but Julie's a whore. Like, I'm not pissed that Julie has has it. I'm just pissed that, like, we were never shown that she got it or, like, that Julie asked for it. Because I think that would have been, like, a really kind of cool moment to see. And I like that Allie has it. I don't necessarily want Allie sharing it with, like... I like that Allie has it, but I'm saying the magic of that tradition is only one person had it passed down through generation so it's kind of like okay now multiple people know about it. it yeah it's still a hoarding family secret but now they're going to be selling it so it's like it's still nothing special about it it you can link up with anyone in the hoarding family now and get the recipe from them. that's my thing i know we're talking about donuts but this might be the donut <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like they're taking the magic out of the Horton swimming. I don't know. That was that one thing that kept Alice. I won't take it that far. It just, it felt like a weird, like a weird shift. But in a way, it's keeping Alice alive because Alice, Allie is named after Alice and Allie is selling Alice's donuts. So it's a way to keep her her tradition it's a way to keep the tradition alive so it's not that's necessarily the only thing that's saving it for me personally like if it if it wasn't Allie doing it i might feel differently but because it's Allie and because Allie is named after alice it's basically like alice alice's legacy is continuing yeah okay basically you're watching it wrong y'all okay i'm sorry dylan do you have a you're watching it wrong um, I think Tony kind of hit on mine because I'm pretty sure we saw the same tweet. Um, Which <laughs> um, one? I saw the, multiple. The one about how Johnny and Will were both rape babies. Oh yeah, Shit. and then and then did yeah. you see the, did you see the double down? Did you see that, the follow up? Yeah, that was the double wild. down. That was wild. I oh y'all. Like, I mean, ride for your ship, ship what you want, but like, you can't bend time and space and storylines to you and, you, and you don't have to. Like, you, you really don't have to create narratives that don't exist to justify what you like. Just like what you like. And if, and like what you like, and if you don't like something, just ignore the thing you don't like unless they are directly in front of your face. That part, because people do a lot of shit about shit they don't like. I you see know? it fucking constantly <laughs> and it pisses me off. Like, and I'm just going to say it, like, if you don't like Sin, that's fine. Totally okay. Why the fuck do you give a shit what Sin fans do then? Because y'all, okay. No, 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 no. Ari, what is your watch? <laughs> That might be an off-air no. combo. Um, <laughs> I have, I have. Oh, wait, wait. Who's going first? Me? Or? Okay. Um, my, you're watching it wrong. Wasn't a tweet, but I think I shared it with y'all in the group chat. Um, the post about Chanel. Uh, on that message board, Soap Central. Um, Ooh. I'm. This it's just the message board. It's always a mess. I don't know why I go over there, but I do. I don't know. Their, their whole website is a mess after the slut thing they did of Sammy. Admins don't do anything. But, but so someone posts. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure. Ali should trust Chanel. 
Chanel seems to have an agenda. Okay. Um, I really hate Allie getting mixed up personally and professionally with this flake. I could see Chanel using the bakery as a front for something more lucrative in the future. It really feels like they're trying to force something romantic, sexual between Allie and Chanel. And I sure don't want that at all. Yikes. Okay. So, so much wrong, it, so little time. That whole thread was a mess, though. It, it got but worse. It always, I, uh, <laughs> so, like, okay, so right now, Chanel's only agenda is making money. That's it. And because she's been trying to do that since she got on you. This calling Chanel a flake, a flake wouldn't start her own business. Like, why is she like did, isn't that what y'all want for her she, you don't want her sponging off other people so she's gonna start a business it's it gives Ali something to do it gives Chanel something to do and this uh, they're they get to the point where they always subscribe very negative intentions to black characters as they always do she hasn't done anything and stop talking about Chanel as if she's beneath the Hortons because majority majority of the Hortons are trash it's time to call a spade a spade they're not they're not this pure family that everybody likes to pretend they are they're hot garbage they just happen to be the most connected family in town now see if only one person had the donut recipe that would have <laughs> now if you took that veil off the family now everyone sees the dirty laundry thanks a lot <laughs> Oh, why, why, why would Allie blackmail Julie? Oh my God, that was so wrong. They, they write her like she's a Demera. Have you met any of the Hortons? Hope just killed Stefano three years ago. I know they rewrote that shit at the end, but that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> JJ is a whole crackhead. Like, let's and his mama. Okay. Let's, let's Are you <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple. Um, where you guys done? <laughs> So, uh, Abigail gets people. upset and kills people. Like, she sees people out Are terrible. Yet? Are <laughs> we yet? Are we yet? Yes. watching it wrong. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I'll wait. Okay. So, <laughs> um, my watching it wrong. I have a few. I'll keep it to two. Um, so, a few days ago, like last week or something, I think, uh, I saw a tweet talking about um what ben had like when people list what ben had done to abigail pre-baby and someone said like let's remember what abby had done to ben and it was a clip of abby stabbing ben and uh putting him on, on fire and there's a reason why that happened and let's not just and like I, that that was that was her getting back at him for doing yes. it to her first. So like, it's kind of like tapping into so, what you said. Like, don't create. Break into her house. He broke into her house. <laughs> she was, a serial killer like, broke into her house. What did you expect her to do? <laughs> I'm tired of fans excusing everything for their like favorite characters just because people don't, don't like them. Don't try to change the narrative. Abby did that for a damn good reason. And actually, she shouldn't fight him to, like, 
he's just so boring right now, but that's another whole discussion. Anyway, and the next thing is, <laughs> I can't believe someone said this. Lonnie basically being called a bitch or having an attitude for Chanel saying what she's saying. She, according to this person, should have just been fine with Chanel appreciating Eli's assets. And honey, like, what? Ah, no. What? In what world is someone, someone supposed to be okay with someone going off about their like spouse like that that no no like just say you hate Lonnie and go if you're gonna be in the tag Elani tag that is like we we can yeah I don't understand why people put negative shit in couple tags I mean I don't give a fuck if people are in the tag with in the ship couple tag but this person has been tweeting a lot of negativity in the tag I don't call it out because like do whatever you want to in the tag but fans will call you out if you say something that is just dumb as fuck and this was one of them and like if you're gonna hate Alani just say it like just say you're a hater and go like that's no problem just say it that was some type of bullshit like is Lonnie supposed to be like yeah it's good like it's all good go on keep going on how how much you how how attractive you think my husband is like no anyway so i'm just people need to people need to stop creating narratives to fit their own anyway so yeah that was mine watching it wrong for this week well you guys we have come to the end of our very zany long-winded podcast no good bad and ugly not this week. This took a lot out of me, y'all. Wait, I have. <laughs> the, the audience likes the good, bad, and ugly. This isn't just we about can, you, Michael. We can Michael. go through them very quickly. Go ahead, Tony. Go. Okay. My good is is Marlena and Paulina. Like, the entire scenes were gold. My bad was Jake and Jake and Gabby's redundant conversation. Like, I don't need him to keep reassuring her. I just need them to just be together since that's their thing now. And for ugly, um, honestly, just soap Twitter was uglier than the actual show itself this week. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just gonna say that. Um, for me, my good was Heather Lindell and all things Jan. She was amazing. Yes, <laughs> she was so good. I really enjoyed her, and I like that they kept this run short and sweet so it's like we got to enjoy her we got to you know get into all of the crazy and now she's gone it's not it didn't run on for too long to the point where we were you know it literally went like wanting her to be gone yeah that was great uh see i wasn't gonna say (laughs) (laughs) We're we're, we're speaking the truth and shame of the devil this podcast my bad is um I don't mind the storyline but it's Dr. Snyder's behavior with Trip because he's making himself seem super suspicious and it's just odd to me that someone as shady as he is who's doing the dirt that he's doing would be going out of their way to antagonize the stepson of the chief of staff 
Yeah. That, that does not make sense. Especially when he already has a history of complaints against him. And now he also has Kate who has a tremendous amount of power as someone he needs to keep on his good side. It just seems like he should not be trying to make enemies at this point. And like, even if Tripp had walked in there with no suspicions, he was suspicious as hell when he walked out because of the way Dr. Snyder reacted. Uh-huh. So that was, that, that didn't work for me. And I don't really have an ugly because I, I think the show was, it was pretty good this week. Okay, I'll go next. Um, my good, Elon and Lonnie's realness, like they're, the way they talk to each other is really nice because it's it's not it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel forced it feels authentic and natural and their intimacy like i said before i like the fact that she gave eli the phone and had him answer it while he was still inside of her um <laughs> broey versus flowy i've never seen them like at all so this is nice to see and i'm i understand why people were so one versus the other i get the i get the hype it's living up to it the bad um the rafe ava nicole story it's stupid um i like rafe and ava as on paper they have good chemistry the story is hot garbage um the ugly clyde offering ben marriage advice um it's like it's like going to Donald Trump to figure out how to run the country. It just oh god, <laughs> it, it just doesn't seem like the best thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I can totally agree. Like it was like going to someone who's a terrible person. It made me uncomfortable. And the thing is, in Ben's defense, he doesn't know everything that Clyde has done because it's some things that have been kept from him. I think he should find them out. Um, but it it just it was weird. It was it made me uncomfortable. I didn't like it. It didn't make any sense. Like I said earlier, it didn't make any sense to me when I saw the spoiler. It seemed really weird in the middle of everything else that was happening. And then watching the scenes, even though I kind of enjoyed them, part of me was also like, okay, yeah, this is really weird. This does not make sense. This is the wrong thing to ask Clyde about. That's like, yeah. I have, I have, typically I have no problem with their interactions. This specific subject, considering what Why? we know about Clyde, is just, yeah. I thought, I thought his scenes would, uh, what is her name? Jordan made more sense than Clyde because Jordan brought up actual like she brought up his past and I liked his scenes with Jordan more than I liked it with Clyde because that's that was just stupid coming from Clyde. No, like I can't take him seriously saying all, all of the, those things. So I agree with you, Nick. Um, okay, should I go out? on about my good and bad good bad and ugly my good i have quite a few i think i love the entire week a lot but i loved seeing um shell jan chloe philip all of that um i especially loved uh eli and philip interacting i love yes more please i love seeing eli being on team chloe way to go (laughs) great taste i love you um, I love Ilani's honest conversation and their love scene afterglow on the couch. That was great. Uh, honestly, I loved a lot this week. So, bravo days. Keep it up. Um, the bad, I would say, 
yeah, Jake, Gabe, Gabe, Gabby, <laughs> and Kate. I, I'm sorry, I barely keep attention, but when I do, it's still as bad as it was before. Uh, and ugly, yeah, um, the Clyde Ben conversation, and I would say, oh, Nicole is stuck in the Rava story. Oh, Lord. It's so bad. Anyway, that's it for me. So, well, my good, bad, and ugly. My good would have to be hmm, the Ben Claire rescue, surprisingly, and the Marlena and Paulina scenes. My bad, hmm, I don't really have a bad. It was a pretty solid week. My ugly is the hot potato donut recipe. I just wasn't feeling it. I'm sorry. No. Ugh. That, that just really drove something into my chest. But we've come to the end of our humble little podcast. Thank you so much for listening to us ramble, rant, and rave about so about Salem. <sighs> Any final thoughts? Um, use Eli and Lonnie more, especially with the last blast crew. They work; yep. they fit very well. Yes, story, please. A good meaty story with some action and someone saving the other. Thank you. I cannot wait to see where this Paulina thing goes. I'm same. very intrigued. Same. I'm yeah, actually, same. I want to see Lonnie celebrate their anniversary at the end of the day, but uh, I don't know. I, I kind of see something dramatic happening, but also, uh, we'll just wait and see. I'm excited. Well, my final thought is next week, I hope Lucas actually calls what EJ did to Sammy what it was. And on that note, see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.